From Midwestern Seminary, I'm Jared Wilson. And I'm Ronnie Martin. And this is The Heart of Pastoring. We're starting a new podcast. This is the preface, not the first episode. It's the first episode, Mm. but we're calling it the preface to the podcast. The preface. The preface. (laughs) So it's the pre-first episode. There we go. That we're calling the preface. That's more of an introduction. We thought we would do an episode kind of talking about our our ministry experience, our ministry story maybe a little bit, yeah. to kind of give some context to where we're coming from for the rest of the season, and we'll introduce that as well. But some people don't know who we are, believe, believe it or not. Yeah, that is really there hard for me to accept. There are people who have not heard of us. <laughs> that there are people in the world that don't know our names, I, I that think, we're not household names, Jared. I think... Most people who are listening to this, at least these first episodes, probably are doing so because they follow us on social media and know that this exists. But it's possible that we're not a household names. I, I don't like to think of a world <laughs> where I'm not a household name, but I might have to accept that. You know, I once on listened level. to, in fact, the very first recording of Tim Keller that I ever heard mm. was something I listen to now at least once a year. Hmm. It was a talk from the inaugural Gospel Coalition Conference called What is Gospel-Centered Ministry? And they didn't have which you is like the ur, talk. It's like the ur-text for gospel-centered ministry, in my mind, at least it was for me. Yeah. And the very beginning, I think they've cut this off. It's not on there anymore. But the original audio, it was like uncut audio that they had on the TGC website that you could go kind of you know just play it off the website, which is how I did it. It has the introduction, whoever mm. was introducing him, and I don't remember who it was, but someone's introducing him, and they refer to him as a household name. <laughs> and Keller, in his very self-deprecating way, he comes to the mic, and he, like, riffs on this idea of being a household name, and he says, I like – and this is such a nerd pastor joke, but I just thought it was so endearing. He says, I like the idea of maybe a, a married couple at home, and they're <laughs> – and he says they're they're talking about cumin, paprika – Tim Keller. <laughs> that is, for some reason, the phrase household name for him immediately connected to the spice rack. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. And, you know, I like that. I'm, I'm okay with being like a, a spice. Maybe we can talk about which spice I'm we are. I'm okay. Right. I want to be on the spice rack of your house. So your already house. they're getting yeah. a little bit of insight to our personality and yeah. to our friendship. Um, we're going to talk about some very serious things on this we are. podcast, but um, as I said, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Jared Wilson. I serve at Midwestern Seminary as assistant professor of pastoral ministry and also as author in residence. It basically means I get to teach pastoral ministry, the Introduction to Pastoral Ministry course primarily, but also a preaching course and some other things as well. And I get to write and travel and speak and all those sorts of things. We'll talk about some of our ministry experience, but Ronnie, just right off the bat, like yeah. your title, position, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I, I'm the I'm the lead pastor I, and and the planter, the the founding planter of a church called Substance Church in Ashland, Ohio, north of Columbus, and I'm also the director of leader renewal for Harbor Network, which is a church planning network. So I get to uh, pastor a local congregation. I get to pastor pastors around the country for Harbor Network and get to do other things like write some books and make some music and record some podcasts. So yeah. we uh, we have some we have a uh, we have a lot in common in terms of, of the things that we do. 
Yeah, well, you, you're a director of leader renewal, which sounds really fancy. <laughs> it's a fancy title. There are people yeah. that need. To I'm be a fancy renewed. guy. I need a fancy title. So it's like Monday so. morning, and there's some guy who's just bummed out from ministry life yeah. and what the previous Sunday, and there's a knock on the door, <laughs> and it's it's me. You know what? It's the director of leader renewal. I just show up just in time. I'm just here for you to pour life. I did a red eye flight. The, it's Monday morning, and I'm at your door. The from the womb of the morning. <laughs> The dew of your youth belongs to you. That's not how the verse goes, but yes, that's that's close. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. That might be CSB. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to argue, right? Because I'm still an ESV guy. Okay. I don't know if that's allowed on the FTC podcast. Yeah. So I know it's not, I don't know, is it, uh, polit- what's the word? Women mm. don't like to talk about their age. Mm. So what's the word? Not politically correct, but it's just not, not in polite Pro- company, you don't mention your appropriate, age. Appropriate, yeah. But we're going to talk about our age. Yeah. Because I... Yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, do we really need two two <sighs> dudes? Yeah, I know. On another podcast, probably not. Is that what we need? I don't and know that we need it. The answer is the answer is yes. Okay, well then <laughs> I just I you, we have different agree. You know, I'll tell you, uh, <laughs> different, we have different takes. You know, maybe we bring something unique to the table. We're not. Can I say this? We're not young men. We're not young men. I, it pains. I hated that you just said that. I'm so sorry. But but it's true. I, you can't argue with age. You know. So like, let's talk about some ministry experience. Let's talk about where we've been. Um, yeah. What's your story, Director of Leader Renewal? Well, what what yeah. brought you from point A? Give us the short version of point A to now point Director of Leader Renewal. Well, so I started out in the early days. I'm a I'm a recording artist. I'm a songwriter. I'm a producer, so I, I came up in that whole thing. And by that whole thing, I mean sort of the contemporary Christian side of, of music making from all the way back in the late 80s. And then I, I was involved with a label called Tooth & Nail Records, of which I was a recording artist for them. I was a producer for them. I was a touring artist for them for going on 15 years and then transitioned into worship ministry at some point during that journey. And then transitioned from that into vocational ministry. So I was, you know, got into the worship side of of ministry. You know, serving churches on a on a volunteer level, and then on a part time level, and then on a full time vocational level. And then that transitioned into eventually becoming a pastor and a preacher and a seminarian. And then that moved into eventually, yeah, doing stuff for Harbor Network, which at the time was called Sojourn Network. And then planting a couple of churches myself, and um, gosh, the the whole you know it's like most of these stories, right? the The path is very windy, and it's yeah. all over the place. Nobody has a straight line into ministry. It's all over the place, which is one of the things I think is what keeps it diverse and unique. And uh, and here we are today. You know, our friendship, our relationship. To be honest, I'm not sure wh- how and where that began, <laughs> um, but it began somewhere. We we met each other somewhere, and yeah. uh, it's been it's been a uh, it's it has developed over the years. You know, I remember thinking you were weird. I appreciate that. Yeah, I take that as a compliment. And Becky yeah. keeps denying this, but my wife she thought you were weird. Well, come on. We man. met I, you because you shortened everything. We never encountered a person like you. Which is funny because I haven't shortened one I'm word so far. Sure, I'm pretty sure this was in Gahanna, Ohio. Oh, okay. Was that a TGC thing? No, I think I was doing – well, it might have been. It might have been a TGC regional thing. That's right. It could have been because I did a couple events for a church in Gahanna as well. Yeah. And it could have been at one of those that we did some kind of luncheon or something. But in any event – I remember there was a it was a big table. We were at lunch somewhere, and yeah. you at the table. I think it was the first time I ever met you. Okay, and you were like, you, you know, talk. You, you shortened decision to decision. 
and future to future. What's the decision on the future or something like that? And I remember Becky like, that guy's weird. Like that's the dumbest. Like, now you're like her favorite person. So somehow you wore us down with your your. your I like how you said you words. you're her favorite person. I'm not your. <laughs> no. To be to be clear, I'm Ron, not your favorite person. My favorite person is Jesus. Wow. So. There's the transition. <laughs> I'm a little. Ladies spiritual. and gentlemen, welcome to the heart of pastoring. <laughs> welcome to the art of pastoring. Okay, yeah. So yeah. that was point A. That was that was really that was really short. You know. So next year, trying to be concise here, you know. or this year, uh, 2024, yeah, marks 30 years since my first ministry position. Oh, my wow. very first ministry position was in 1994. Wow. Okay. The summer I graduated high school, I, you know, I felt called into ministry. I, I believe the Lord, you know, called me into vocational ministry when I was in junior high school. Didn't really know what that meant. Just this alien idea during a morning devotion time at a youth camp. I don't come from a ministry family. I come from a church-going family. My, you know, parents were, you know, faithful churchgoers. My dad was a very faithful churchman. We, our life revolved around the community of of, of the church, which was a, which was a good thing. But he was not a pastor, and he's not the son of a pastor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really. I mean, I might have had some pastors going back a little bit in my family, but no pressure or expectation. It wasn't an inclination that I had. You know, at that time, probably. What I like to say is my highest aspiration was maybe to write for, you know, DC Comics or something. That was what I wanted to be a writer of some yeah. kind. And of course at that time I just loved, you know, Batman and comic books and I thought that'd be so cool to write for comic books. And yet this alien idea popped in my head, you're gonna be in ministry. And I went, Oh, really? Well that's weird. But I took it seriously. I believe it was from the Holy Spirit. I started telling my youth pastors and thankfully Blessedly, I had youth pastors who didn't go, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a kid. You're an idiot. <laughs> I had youth pastors who said, okay, and took me seriously and had me shadow them and really discipled me and poured into me. So all through the rest of junior high, all through high school, I just know I'm going to be – I mean, yeah, at that time I'm thinking yeah. student ministry. And that's where I started, of course, which is where a lot of young guys start is in student ministry. And was in student ministry long enough to know – I don't want to be in student ministry. This is not my wiring. This is not my call. But I was also trained for ministry under the kind of attractional, at that time we called it, you know, seeker sensitive, but like yeah. the seeker church kind of paradigm. That's where I really cut my teeth and, and yeah. learned what ministry, or at least what they told me ministry was. And I, I learned a lot of valuable things. I'm not going to, you know, total, you know, broad brush that as a disaster. But I also learned a lot of unhealthy things and, mm. and unhealthy, I think, unbiblical ministry philosophy and those mm. sorts of things. And But that's how I did ministry for a number of years, beginning in 94, and eventually found my way to Nashville, Tennessee. And there's a long story to this, but I won't tell the long version. But my life bottomed out, had a uh, just a train wreck of, of a life for about two years or mm. so, deep depression. And in the midst of that, mm. um, the Lord did something wonderful for me, which was kind of awakened me to the reality of the good news for Christians which I, I I didn't know the gospel was for believers. It was kind I, of your Martin Luther moment. It was. When you read Romans. It was a gospel wakefulness moment for me. And uh, up to that point, I thought the gospel was just for lost people, that it was just for evangelism of the lost, which it is, but I thought it was just for them. And I discovered through this deep devastation of my life, the sweetness of grace that set the trajectory for the next 20-some years for me. And... It, it, it awakened me to the reality of the gospel for Christians, which, of course, revolutionized my idea of ministry hmm. and pastoral ministry. So as the Lord began to open more opportunities and kind of reconstitute me and, and renew my marriage and all these sorts of things, and now begin to kind of open some doors, I you know began in young adult ministry at, at sort of a, 
attractional mega church, which is where we were at the time, kind of a seeker church, and I'm doing young adult ministry there. But I'm doing it. I'm trying to feel out what does it mean to do, quote unquote, gospel centered ministry, which. At that time, there was some burgeoning resources, but not a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, everything was just kind of getting started. I, you know, I feel providentially that I was, you know, kind of awakened to this at the moment of this kind of gospel-centered resurgence of things. So it was really helpful to me. But there wasn't a whole lot. We were kind of pioneering things, or at least I felt like I was pioneering something and that I didn't quite understand totally. Did that for a little while, and then we planted a church in Nashville, Tennessee. So I was a church planter. And then after a while, we moved to Vermont. I pastored a church in a rural town in, you know, small town in, in, in Vermont for a number of years, and then moved from there here to Kansas City. And so not only do I work at Midwestern Seminary, um, training the next generation of, of pastors at the seminary level, but I also serve as a, a staff pastor at Liberty Baptist Church, and uh, I direct a residency program there called the Pastoral Training Center. So I'm training the next generation of pastors through the local church which is really the front lines of pastoral formation. And I get to serve in a role, it's not, um, this is not the title, but essentially the role is preaching pastor. I get to serve as preaching pastor at my church as well. So that's kind of our stories. Anything, anything more you want to say just about your well, bio? Well, yeah, you went, or your... So you went so much more in depth than I did. I, right? I'm sorry. Well, no, that's, that's what okay. I thought that was the point. Let, well, let's go a little point. bit into the weeds. And I'm always afraid to go like too long, but okay. you did, so I shouldn't, have feel, I shouldn't <laughs> feel so bad about that. No, I think, you know, what struck me as you were talking was, you know, the Lord is really kind of like, he, he's kind of given us like a diverse, you know, kind of like entryway in and through ministry, you know, doing all kinds of different things. And, um, you know, some guys will just, you know, whatever, they, they, you know, they enter ministry and they end up being at the same church for, you know, 30 years or 40 years. And it's like, we've, we've just kind of, we've kind of had this interweaving kind of path, you know, through all these different things. And that's interesting, right? Because it's not everybody's story, and um, but it's also I think if we were able to talk in depth about all these different subplots that have happened through our stories, I mean, there's been a lot of difficult times, and there's been a lot of like very tragic moments and serious moments, devastating things that have happened that have shaped us in such a way where, I mean, hopefully when we come to the mic, you know, with these different stories we're going to tell about, you know, what we're currently doing, what we've done in the past. And again, we're not just looking through the rear view, which I think is important for people to know. We're not just talking about, you know, hey, a bunch of old dudes and this is the ministry we did back in the day. It's like we're still doing all of this stuff. And we're still dealing with all of the, um, you know, all of the challenges that come with just doing any kind of ministry because it's such a challenging vocation. And there's, there's, it's a dangerous vocation too, right? Because we're just men. And um, we don't want to flame out. We don't want to find ourselves in a place where we're not qualified to do the work that God's called us to do. But we understand the temptations that are there, and we understand the humanness that is involved in everything that we do. And so hopefully, you know, the Lord has used these really, like, interwoven stories that, you know, come together, that combine together as we're doing this podcast— and hopefully he's gonna he's just gonna use it for some good and good in our own lives too, right? Yeah. So it's like we want to encourage other people, but but we also want we need to be encouraged. We need to be mutually encouraged to continue the work that God has placed before us. And so hopefully, you know, it our stories encompass, you know, all of these stories that are gonna be, you know, kind of coming in and interfacing with this podcast in those ways. So yeah. Yeah. We we've been around the block a few times. At least one of us looks like he's a little worn out. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, we talk about some 
some you know I'm gonna let products. You, I'm gonna let you believe it's me but. from some care products, <laughs> you know. Uh, and so let's talk about the season a little bit ahead of us. So the first season of the Heart of Pastoring, what we're gonna do episode by episode yeah. is kind of work through the biblical qualifications for eldership. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want anyone to get oh one of those you know podcasts. Yeah. I don't want the back you know you know the hair on the back of your neck to stand up quite yet, listener. Listen how we're gonna approach it. So. One way to approach the biblical qualifications, and we're going to be working largely from 1 Timothy 3 to get our sort of categories. One thing we could do is just sort of really get into the meaning of each one, interpreting, and but what we want to do is really talk about the heart behind each of these sort of, these qualifications, yeah. and approach them from kind of a gospel-centered way, and, and, and some storytelling in a way to encourage and to kind of, you know, build up. So if you're looking for kind of the nuts and bolts, how do I become qualified or can I get sort of the ins and outs of the, the Greek and that sort of thing, this this isn't that. You've come to the wrong place. You've come to the wrong place. <laughs> but as we work through categories like what does it mean to be above reproach and what does it mean to be husband of one wife and self-controlled and sensible and hospitable and able to teach, those sorts of things, we're going to talk about character. We're going to talk about authenticity. We're going to talk about spiritual formation. We're going to talk about the daily life of pastoring, mm. how these qualifications work out, not just in the in the testing of, are, you know, can you be an elder? Can you be an overseer? Can you be a pastor? but how these actually are fleshed out yeah. in the day-to-day life of shepherding a local church. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think I would love for people to get the sense that this is going to be personal. It's going to be relatable. It's not going to be us like standing on some sort of like a stage looking down saying, do it like this. Yeah. But it's going to be really sort of uh, coming into our stories of struggle in these things and just saying, hey, you know, God calls human beings into these roles and here's how it kind of, even with these qualifications, like here's how, here's the messy ways it kind of plays out for us. And that's okay. There's grace for that. And really, I think the focus of those qualifications is not on whether we're living up to it as much as we're, you know, living unto Jesus, you know, as we go through it. So like you said, you know, another way to say gospel-centered is we want it to be, we want this podcast to be Jesus-y, you know, mm. we want to be focused on Christ. I hope, I hope that comes out you know, in, in heavy ways and in, in fun ways sure. too, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. That's the outline for the heart of pastoring. And this was the preface, the preface, the preface. I love that. The word. preface to the heart of pastoring. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to the heart of pastoring with Jared Wilson and Ronnie Martin, a podcast from Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Learn more about Midwestern at mbts.edu and for the church at ftc.co.